What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. I am Ben Rayside, and today we are taking a trip back into the MCU. We were we were out, and now we're back in. It seems like we're doing that a lot lately, and now we're back in the MCU talking about the sequel to 2011's Thor in Thor, The Dark World, 2013's. It's, it's basically another follow-up to the Avengers, and it addresses a lot that happened in that and continues the stories of Thor, Loki, Jane Foster, and a bunch of other characters across the MCU. And I am here, Ben Ray Sine, and also this week joining me, as always, in the Marvel Movie Marathon is, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Westlove. Ethan, how are you? Doing great. I'm excited to be back in this room with you. We're back in the MCU. We took a break. It's always fun to come back, and I mean, I don't know, is, it, is this the first movie we've watched on this watch through where the plans, or the, the, the villain's plans are just revealed in the title? The Dark World? I'm so. Yeah. Just the Dark World. So we got to talk about that title, too. We'll have to talk about it for mm-hmm. sure, but I'm excited to be here. Let's do this. Indeed. We also have Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. And, you know, I, I got to say, this, this is the first day of the week where outside matches the title of the movie. Mm. The Dark World. It yeah. is dark for the first time this week. It Rainy, cold, wet. Oh, we had a, we had a warm spell. We we live in Illinois for those of you who don't know, and we had yeah, a warm across spell. the country listeners. Indeed, shout out to you. All warm weather, All eighty degrees, and now it's back. I went to work and it was snowing this morning, and it was just. Oof, I wore shorts messy. this weekend, and it wasn't even a stretch. Yeah. It was like it's like eighty. No. Yeah, it was I eighty degrees. To. It was hot, man. But thirty anyway. degrees today. Yeah, something else that's hot. <laughs> This movie. Chris, oh, so let's do this it. Movie. Oh. <laughs> hey, indeed. We're going to talk about it. But before we do, before we get into it, we encourage you to go over to our YouTube Multiverse Monologues. Give us a subscription. Leave a like on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. As well as going over to Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts and leaving us a review on there. It would be greatly appreciated. But gentlemen, without further ado, let's open our sling rings and head over to the MCU. I saw you with the Avengers. Jane, I fought to protect Earth. Is that your excuse? Yes. It's not terrible. Before the universe, there was darkness. And it has survived. What's gonna happen? Face an enemy known only to a few, only to one. After all this time, you come to me for help. I'm Loki. You may have heard of me. That was from New York. I like her. Thor, your family, your world will be extinguished. It's going to destroy everything. I'll find a way to save us all. Get help! Get help! (laughs) (laughs) Wrong movie, bro. What movie did you watch? Hey, it's the same thing they do in this one. Did you watch the good one? Oh, <laughs> oh the good one. Be, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, we're gonna talk about <clears throat> speaking of the good one, like the the cast in this movie. It's a good one, pretty stacked. It's a good one, yeah. We got we, we talk about a good about movie though. <laughs> Who knows? Mm, we're gonna yeah. <clears throat> so this is the 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 Marvel movie that I know as 
well known as one of the worst, right? Mm. Everyone thinks that it's this one, The Incredible Hulk. Those are the worst ones for the longest time. These were considered the worst movies. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, whenever you see a list of the MCU ranked, pretty much from like the years of 2015 to 20, like 21, yeah. MCU movies ranked, this movie, Thor The Dark World, is at the very bottom of that it's list. It's like abysmal. What? Right, so... Whoa. We're here to kind of flesh that out, but for those of you who haven't seen it in a long time, or maybe have never seen it, Ethan, as always, summarize this movie. What's the story, Ethan? This one, I'm going to go off the dome, right? Just what I've seen. This movie is is about <laughs> Thor. About the Dark World. We start with a narration from our man Odin himself, telling us about who these dark elves are and who Malakif is, right? And how they were seemingly were defeated. But then, no, we get we get some portal stuff going on with Jane Foster. She's on a date with this dude. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård's running around, or not Skarsgård? Well, what's his name? Uh, uh, the naked one or the the naked guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Skarsgård. Yeah, 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 he's running around naked. It's great. He's he's got some PTSD from the Avengers stuff. All right, yeah, whatever. Denning's going cat denning stuff, and oh yeah, we got. Loki captured recently from the Avengers movies. He was actually written into this movie because of how loved he was. So it's great to have him in this movie. But yeah, long story short, Malakif comes back, played by the ninth doctor himself. Christopher Eccleston, yeah. man. No and way. He had kills Frigga, unfortunately. He Very does some sad. stuff, yeah. And then he tries to, as the title says, make the world dark using... The ether, which, not just the world, all nine, all realms, nine realms, right. right? And he uses the ether, which I don't know if they had the plan in this movie, but later becomes the reality gem or reality stone, I as they call it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they did because of the post credit scene. Yeah, the but first did mention they know, of the Infinity Stone. Did oh. they know which stone? Good point. I'm think Good they're point. like uh, generically, this could be one of the one of the because mm-hmm. there's a. Are the colors the same in the comics? No, no, okay. and the na- they're called gems in the comics. They're mm. not even stones. So the colors don't match, and but the power set matches. So I think this could have been the power stone once upon a time. Maybe I think, however, it worked into the script yeah. was how they did it. But yeah, we get we get our second, third, I guess technically stone introduction in the MCU. Tesseract, uh, Mind Stone, Mind Loki's stone, scepter, and then the. I think this is the reality. The stone. ether, the yes, ether. they call it in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big fluid thing. But overall, I mean, yeah, that's basically, I mean, yeah, you've got Dark Elves, you've got Thor, he's back, man, he's looking all muscly in that one shot, or pans up across his <laughs> You're body. Watching just, himself. just a gratuitous, just, just a freaking beast. Just a oh, yeah. boy. Like, this come on, dude. Making me feeling all like, I gotta start hitting the gym, I gotta eat healthier, man. Let's all do this. That's good. It's healthy, though. It's good. But gentlemen, this movie, as we said, critically maligned. What do we think, though? Like, 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 not, actually, you know, you know what? What, what do people? What does the internet? What, think? what does the internet think? Yeah, we can start with that. So, um, do we want to start with our Hollywood Reporter rating? Let's that, go. Yeah, that's of Hollywood Reporter. Of that's course, one of the they that are matters the, the most. The right? Definitive ranking. Oh, funny enough, uh, <laughs> oh, this this movie lands right next to another movie Ooh. with Dark in its title. Oh, the Dark, dark Knight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, the Marvel movie, The Dark Knight. No, no, uh, it's basically Dark Phoenix is good. Ooh, Dark ooh. Phoenix is directly next oh, to this movie. Is it better or worse? Dark Phoenix. 
is worse. Is definitely worse. Is worse. Okay. In my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Humbling. So Dark Phoenix is 49. Oh. Thor the Dark World is 48. Oh, okay. Slightly better. Yeah. Uh, just below The Amazing Spider-Man 2 at 47. Mm, so okay. This, as we know, is the famous Hollywood Reporter article who, uh, go read yourself, listeners. They, uh, have, they have takes. It's horrible. Yeah. Takes. Out of 70, this one is in the lower half. Now, according to the internet, let me go through our internet scores here. So we have our, our Rotten Tomatoes critic score is a 66%. Audience is 75. Metacritic is a 54. Metacritic users is a 7.0. Mm. IMDb is a 6.8. And Letterboxd is a 2.4 out of 5, giving us an average of 63, putting it in 44th place, similar 63. to the Hollywood Reporter rating. Yeah, this this movie's definitely not, at least according to the internet, the greatest yeah. thing in the it's world. Not hot stuff, yeah. right? But again, yeah. as we always say, none of that crap Who matters. Cares? No one cares. We're making the ultimate list here. We got not Hollywood this. Reporter. Yeah. Come on, not the internet. We are the internet. So, <laughs> so multiverse monologues this. breaks the internet. I we just, got this. I just gotta say, is just to take a step back, that, that their their list is just so bad that every podcast we have brought it up. That's how bad their list is. It's just hilarious in my mind. Yeah, Iron Man three. Can't argue the movie that. that we said was pretty good is only three spots above this one. Above? Yeah, uh, Guardians two is six spots. I think the this. definitive oh. <laughs> way you can tell how bad this list is is where they they threw. The Avengers films. Yeah. Any any of them. Yeah. Avengers should not be number one. No. <laughs> that one actually I I'm do. I'm talking about yeah. the other two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Infinity, Infinity War and Endgame being below 30. Yeah. yeah. Come Insane. on. Come on. Absolutely atrocious. Or I guess but, above. I don't know. Lower than 30. We're not here to talk about those movies, though. We're here to talk about Thor The Dark World. So I'll shoot this to Mr. Hat first. Mm. Micah, what do you think of Thor? Overall, this movie was not as bad as I thought. I was going into this movie. I, I tried to wipe my expectations as much as possible, but I knew going in that this was going to be one of the not as good movies. Okay. And what I got was, okay. I, I was surprised a little bit to see that it wasn't awful. Okay. I'll, uh, that, that's as much credit as I'm going to get. As we know, <laughs> like the, the MCU just, by the lowest standard of what the MCU is, it just isn't awful. Especially for what comes around it, though. Right. Like, yeah. Th this movie was just put in a bad spot. Right before this, Iron Man 3, The Avengers, the rest of Phase 1. After this, one of the best movies... Uh, one of the best combos... Yeah, ever. To come yeah. out, like we got... Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, then right after that, in MCU-wise, Guardians. Yeah, yeah Guardians... So. Uh, Big Hero Six is in our <laughs> phase two. I'm oh, so baby. pumped. Uh, but we we have so many good movies around this. I think it was just put in a bad circumstance. There are definitely parts of this movie that are still good. There are um, some great chase sequences. Some uh, some good fight scenes. Not every fight scene hits the mark. Parker, when I watched this movie with Parker. He said that. Um, a lot of the fighting was boring. He knows what to look for in the fight scenes and the choreography. And I did notice that there were some spots that weren't as tight as you'd want out of an MCU movie. They were waiting for cues. They were, they, they like reached out, grabbed an arm and then moved it. You know, it's a, a little sloppy in the choreography for fighting, but overall it was entertaining. It got the job done. It was just for me, the biggest sin that this movie does is the script. It mm. does nothing special. Oh, nothing okay. about this script for me is 
set apart from a different movie. It, it's kind of the forgettable MCU movie that we have right now for this phase. Phase one had the Incredible Hulk. We're not going to remember what that plot's about. This one, we're going to remember, okay, there was the Ether, There was the Dark Elves. Who cares, right? They kind of forget about this plot later on. Well, I would say I would actually go so far as to disagree with you on that one. About the, the plot coming back? Yeah, in fact, it comes back a few times. The end game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in end game. End game is actually th- this movie because of end game. And that's that's another thing why oh, this is Oh, you mean like Thor going back in time kind of thing. Well, the plot of this and that's why it's so interesting to talk about this movie because many it, it has been referred to many times down the road. And of course, after Love and Thunder, this movie might get better, might like as far as age goes. How will this? How how did it age mm. after all this? So that that's why it's kind of interesting to talk about. But you you still hold to the fact that you know it's just it's still. Kind I'm not of negative. Just... I'm not positive. I think that uh, th- <clears throat> as this is our last look at Shakespearean Thor, and I'm I'm you know taking saying it goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Taking I'm taking it all, it all in. in. Yeah. If this is the last of Shakespearean Thor that we're ever gonna get, then I'm fine with with this send off. This was. It, what I did like about oh yeah yeah go back to the what I did like there were some great um, th- this may be the last movie where we see Norse mythology playing a big mm-hmm. part in a Marvel movie and that's important to me too yeah good point. I can talk about that later but yeah yeah okay okay so so kind of in the middle yeah I, I'm in the middle yeah. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be but it definitely was not redeeming in, right and in, I. Th- I think the main argument that comes up with this movie isn't that it is trash, is that in a MCU where the, the standard of the was little raised, it is a weaker one. I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say that this isn't one of the weaker MCU films, mm-hmm. if not the weakest MCU film we've seen. I mean, we still have the Incredible Hulk that we'll throw in the mix and see where that falls. But yeah, I like that you said the script felt a little weak, and it did. I, I felt just watching the way the movie played out, it's like... This happens just so this can happen. This happens just so this mm, can happen. Definitely. And I'd say even my favorite part of this movie is a little sloppy. That that being, of course, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, mm. which he's fantastic as always. I just love seeing him portray that character. I think to me, the biggest mistake this movie made was uh, Frigga, her death. Not that oh, they wow. killed her. It's how they did it, because that death means a lot to Odin. It clearly mm. means a lot to Loki. It means a lot to Thor. But it meant absolutely nothing to me as an audience member. Yeah. I don't care. I barely know this character. I want to be to me when a character dies, I want it to hurt just as much as it hurts the characters in this movie. I want to feel that death. So when they're I, I can't it's kind of hard to relate to what is happening to these characters because I don't know. I, I barely knew her. It, it, it's all right. But the movie doesn't make you care. It could have done that. It has it has a great funeral sequence with an excellent score accompanying that, you know, send off. But Something right after cut. that, right after that, it goes back to Earth and it's a it's a kind of a jokey little scene. You aren't able to live in that, and that that's just a consequence of the MCU. But they could have let us live in that. Mm-hmm. Even when Loki dies, that you aren't able to live in that either. They and reveal it. it. Yeah, he's oh, he's actually not dead. Well, even that, but even then, it's just it, there. There's jokes right away after that. Thor is in the cave with Jane, and the phone starts the ringing. Phone. He's like, um, "That wasn't wasn't me." You Who's know? that? Your brother just died, dude. 
I agree with you on that. Great point, Ethan. And then his, his death is further under undertoned by the next scene with Stone Skarsgård saying, yes, he's dead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to. Yeah. And to me, the absolute biggest sin of the MCU to this day is Heimdall. Idris, you had Idris Elba playing this absolutely awesome character. What does he do in this movie? What does he do in the first one? Okay, he does have a pretty epic he has moment. A, he in takes this. down a ship. That that, that sequence was epic. That's is epic. really that was cool. And I remember movie. my last rewatch. That's a scene that stuck out to me. Him taking down that ship. But th- this is such a rich character, and hmm. you have the amazing Idris Elba. I was listening to, as I always do, whenever uh, Mr. Sunday Movies has a has a video. I always like to watch his videos about these movies, and he was like, Idris Elba is one of those actors where I sit there and I think, man, he would be great in the MCU. And then I remember, oh, he is in the MCU. He is just one of those characters where I feel like they never truly touched his potential. I'm just glad that he's in the uh, the Sonic Cinematic Universe. Right. Uh, <laughs> Knuckles show coming soon, guys. Well, so here's the issue with that, though. And it, you could say that's an issue for Lady Sif, mm-hmm. for the Warriors 3, mm-hmm. is that there is more of a focus, and in this movie as well, on the earthly characters. In a Thor Ooh, film, yeah, right, it's yeah. like... This is a Thor movie. I think we're at a point now. I mean, we are. It's 2023. But even back then, I would say we're at a point. Make it a full on Asgard, Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. style epic. You don't need to go back to Earth for this. Like that was one of my critiques of the first movie. Remember I said that I was like, okay, now that we've built the the beginnings of this universe, I want to see them do a, a, a swashbuckling trip through all the realms and they go just a little bit closer in this movie. I think that's where it, it, it leans into that a little more. So we're going to the, a, a few more realms. We're spending more time there, a little less time on earth than the first movie. And that's good. It was in the right direction. And we brought humans to these other realms. And I think that was cool. Yeah, that was a good idea. And I think something that, happened when Taika Waititi took over the character is he he made it more like MCU-esque like this I'm not this movie's not perfect that's what we're saying this movie feels more Star Wars this movie is very flawed there's a lot we'll get into it but there's no denying you turn it on it feels Thor it Mm. is its own thing it's apart from the rest of the MCU and I think that's something that really would benefit this character now is now you turn on a Thor movie. It feels like, all right, what is this? Is this a guardians movie? I mean, Ant-Man has the same vibe to this now. There's no distinct tone. And I think even though these weren't critically loved, these first two, I think there is a benefit to sitting down to um in a movie where, you know, all right, th- this will be different. This is different from the rest of this. I get, I hate to say formulaic, but it just, it's, it's its own world. It's its own universe. And there's a lot of potential there. It's funny you should say that because there are, uh, funny you should say about Thor and Ant-Man being on the same kind of vibe right now, because Thor and Ant-Man, the new ones have the lowest scores out of any of the other Marvel movies, lower than Dark World. So Across it goes, everything? Yeah, so our, our internet rankings, it goes Incredible Hulk, then Thor the Dark World, and then skip a couple, Thor Love and Thunder, then Eternals, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Huh. Quantumania is our lowest rated one So out of the MCU. You look at the difference, Dark World and the first Ant-Man. Pretty big. That's a pretty big difference oh, right yeah. there. Two different movies. Ragnarok and Quantumania. Very similar right there. I, mm-hmm. I think we're, I think it's so easy. How can you fix this? It's very simple. Back in the day, you had the distinct tones. Now they obviously, they had to switch it up. This was not working. 
the, this formula for Thor. I, I, even Chris Hemsworth has been on record saying. The entire cast is on record saying. It needed to be they reworked don't, they don't just like a this. little bit. Yeah. And sure, they may not have liked it, but they should have They should have jumped into it more. I think they should have gone all in with the all like what you were saying. It should have been more Lord of the Rings-like. It shouldn't have been on Earth as much. Well, famously, our man Shazam, Zachary Levi. Oh, yeah. He's in this it. movie. Yeah. And he was supposed to be in the first one. Scheduling didn't work out, but... He was he was talking to Feige or or some higher up at Marvel. He's like, "Hey, are you gonna do more with the Warriors three in this movie?" And they're like, "Heck yeah, we are." All right, I want to be in this movie. He gets a sick little thing, and that's about it. They do nothing. Yeah, like he I takes would love a little skiff, and that's it. <laughs> I would love much rather love to focus on those characters than the Earth characters. And I get they have to ground everything in Earth. We're Earthlings, unfortunately. So they have to somehow build a world in Earth. But who, do what, we? What's the point we of don't. it being the Warriors 3 if you only don't. see Zachary Levi in it? I couldn't tell who the other ones were. You don't see the three together doing Warriors 3 stuff. Right. Hogan goes Hogan, off to yeah, his right. own world the whole movie. Yeah. What's the point? Volstag barely is even in it at all. I don't know it, you and you don't need to ground it. These characters are all played by humans anyway. Or why we see yeah. later in this phase Guardians of the Galaxy does exactly. not take place on Earth. There you go. Well, who's they grounded one, in the second movie? Who's not the one first of the one. most emotional characters in all the MCU. Peter Quill. Well, it's a freaking r- raccoon. Oh, yeah. It's a raccoon. Come go on. even farther. A freaking tree. A tree. Like, yeah. dude, the, the, the moment that I, you know, get emotional in Guardians of the Galaxy, we are Groot. A freaking tree. Most Come emotional on. scene I've seen in cinema was a rock. Two rocks, actually. Facts. Cinema Everything, everywhere, cliff. all at once. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, that, that is a great moment. You can do so much with a character that's so unassuming because it subverts your expectations of what they can be. And Thor, if did you feel Thor's hubris in this movie? That's one of his defining traits is his ego, like his I'm powerful and then being uh, humbled, right? You don't feel that in this I'd movie. I'd say he's a lot more likable in this movie, but also he has no arc in this movie. He's just Thor. I didn't even think about the arc. There's he no is arc. Thor, yeah. I'm going to push back on that for a second because he, he learned that lesson of not having hubris in the first Thor. That was so. the whole that was the whole point of Thor, but I do agree. So then he learned supposed to take not from to have hubris, exactly. but he learned to have humor, mm. as we see. There we go. Right. It's, they kind of tie it at the end and say that he he would I would rather be a good man than a great king. But the movie doesn't address that theme at all. Mm. So at the end of the movie, it's just one son who wanted a throne too much and one who would not take it. You know, and it's like, was this even a thing in this movie? Not Which, really. No, it wasn't. But as far as like final scenes go in a movie, like the we we all knew that Loki wasn't dead. They kind of revealed that earlier in the film. Like I think it would be a much cooler reveal if it's like he's sitting there and you after you thought he dead was dead. Like that could have been a post credit scene even Loki on the throne. But I think the ending with him on the throne is super cool. Yes, and mm. and shows the patience of the MCU because this this doesn't get paid off till four years later in Ragnarok. Yeah, right. Like I love how. How slow the MCU moves at times. It really is patient. So a last thing I will point to as far as like plot and story wise goes to Alan Taylor, the director of this movie, who's famous for a lot of the uh, Sopranos. And he did a lot of work on Game of Thrones. He's a very accomplished TV director. Took this movie. He had full creative freedom 
I, I don't know if I should say full creative freedom because it's in the MCU. You kind of have to fit it into that narrative. But he had a lot of freedom to do what he wanted with this movie. And he said that after this movie, he finished filming. He was locked out of the editor's room and was not allowed to see the finished product Weird. until it was done. He was not involved in that. And he said he actually condemns the final product, saying there is a much better movie that I put together. It's just in the editing room. It did not the come Alan together. Cut. So there, I mean, as with most movies on, on this Marvel watch through, there's a different, another cut out there, I guess. Is it any better than this? Do we care? Not really. Do we no, care? I don't. No, we're, I don't. We're in a time and a place where we don't care. What I do care about, is Lady Sif stupid? Why do they give the collector the stone? They kind of haphazardly throw it away like we well, can't we because can't they have, can't have it at the same place. That that would make sense to me. They can't well, have why the collector? That's that was why my question. Him? I don't know. He's the worst possible kid. Even if they they, because they had to start Guardians three uh Guardians of the Galaxy. But they had to start that, that doesn't canon. really even play into <laughs> Guardians. Mm. It like he's in there. The character's there. But like I did this need to happen? If we didn't get introduced to the collector. We wouldn't have Howard the Duck in the MCU. And I think that is worth it in no, itself. I'm saying the, the collector is absolutely essential to Guardians. But oh, yeah. why Why do they have to give him the reality stone? And why would they? That seems like... You mean, like It's not like this guy... I mean, I don't know who the collector is in the greater universe. But they give it to him. Six seconds later, he's like, five more to go. Yeah. Like, he's already like... It's menacing. Yeah. But I think in the in the comics the collector is just that he is simply i don't even think if he had all six he's like like wired just for collection i gotta have everything you know i, I want to have just all like me. six i don't right so it's like i gotta have everything like this and this is the way i want it so maybe it's uh like a just like a this guy's not gonna do anything with it I agree that there's much better options. Give it to if, Shield. Give it to someone on Earth. Shield, even. Sword, like, like sword, the. I was thinking of the give Strange. It to Captain America. Any of those uh, sorcerers? Sorcerers? Yeah. Come on, like come on. There's much better options. They didn't exist in the canon yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> give it to Captain to Come on. James Gunn directed that post-credit scene. I don't know if you guys knew that, mm. but he came in and he was like, all right, it ties right into Guardians. We get his MCU debut then. Speaking Fantastic. of people who right. uh, made this movie. Um, Shout out to Don Payne. This was his last movie that he wrote before he passed away. And he's done more Marvel movies, I'm assuming. I had not heard of this man until He's not on my list. I don't know any Don Payne, but let me check him out real quick. Yeah, there's a in memoriam of Don Payne in this this thing. Um, I will say, probably my favorite part... He wrote Thor. He did write Thor, okay. He uh, did Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um... He's and he wrote 300 episodes of The Simpsons. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> quite the quite the resume. Or produced it. Quite produced. the resume. But I will say, that I would say, the again, probably the best part of this movie is Loki. Camp Laszlo. I, I, I think so. He's got to be. Yeah. For a character that was written sure. in, like you said, to the movie, he, every moment that he's in, his scenes with Frigga, when he's alone... With Thor. Scene with Frigga, maybe. She's kind of a projection. I don't know if... I no, that's a good one, it's though. never explained if she's projecting herself in there or if, or if he's projecting her in there. Like, is she real? We don't know. It's never answered. And I believe she was projecting herself in there. Oh, that, I'll, I'll at least, take it. I'll take in, it. In my mind, that's how I took I, That's how I take the scene. Right. You know, like, 
she has that power. We see her use it again right before her death. I think it's her. But I really like the scene, and he has the most emotional scenes, especially that scene on the skiff with Thor. You know, who put me there? Who put me there? She wouldn't want us to fight. That emotion right there, there's seeds of I a great feel movie. that emotion. Yeah, they I, have it. Yeah. I want to have it. I do. And in many ways, like, there there are problems with this movie, mainly the villain. It, that's my main problem <laughs> with this movie. There's a villain in this movie? Exactly. What does he do? Malekith, Christopher Eccleston is absolutely wasted in this movie. Every scene, Seven every hours of makeup, dude, they go back to him like every 10 minutes and it's like, I will burn their world to the ground. But in Elvish or whatever yeah. the language they're speaking is. That's it. That's it. I will use this power. You will use this power to destroy them. 10 minutes later. The sun darkens. I will destroy their world. That's literally all he does. And so you have another MCU villain that is just absolutely wasted. In the last fight, all he does is go, and then gets thrown across the the little area that they got, and that's it. Yeah. He doesn't do any cool fighting at all. Nope. (laughs) And as as he was throwing the the, uh, ether, I was thinking... This is just like in Pokemon when you're just spamming the same move over and over again. And it's like he's learning. He's like dodging. And it's... Well, this guy was stupid. <laughs> this the, was such an unmenacing villain. It was like they took the convergence. And then that was as far as they went for creativity as far yeah. as fighting goes. The convergence. Yeah. I, yeah, the what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they set it up in the movie. It's when the... We're all nine realms. Line up. We can see everything. Yeah, Heimdall had that cool little monologue about it. He was like, you can see everything. And then, oh, how's Jane? Oh, Jane's doing, oh, I can't see Jane. No way. Wait, 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 wait. I can't see her. (laughs) That power is kind of, it's kind of sus. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking that. Like, dude. I'm looking at Jane for the, yeah, like, where'd she go? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, no. Can you really? Look across all the nine realms whenever he freaking wants. Because that's like, I mean, you know I guess they you say, have... you know what they say? With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And Heimdall, he has a responsibility, okay? Does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. If any character, he's he seems like a very honorable guy. And I love that in the last movie, they made it a big deal. No, the Bifrost has been destroyed. It's just back. Yeah. I thought it was going to be destroyed in this movie too when that <laughs> ship fell on. <laughs> I thought it was going to be toast. Oh, we're going again. Uh, Next I movie, s- I hope it doesn't break. A sequence I really enjoy: the invasion of Asgard. Really, that was my favorite scene. Uh, the fight, the whole space, very Star Wars space battle. battle with the ships going. But like, really good stuff, yeah. dude. Yeah. The skiffs coming out and the shield they put up against Asgard. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably the best full-on like five ten minute sequence in the film because you also have right before that their little planning sequence breaking loki out of prison i like that that's really good especially uh chris evans has a cameo in this movie we gotta talk about other cameos as well but chris evans i can feel the power of america or whatever that that's (laughs) god bless america (laughs) (laughs) that's great stuff but um, the other cameo that I was thinking of was the Stanley cameo. Oh. <laughs> Can I have my ones. shoe back, dude? It's so good, beautiful. It's simple. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to highlight this cast again. I just want to read some of the names in this movie because 
the stacked cast, and I think the product doesn't quite match the cast. We have, you know, Chris Hemsworth, of course, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Anthony Hopkins, Christopher Eccleston, Jamie Alexander, Zachary Levi, Ray Stevenson, Idris Elba, <laughs> and Aduale Anakoye, who plays the uh, sidekick in this movie. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but that is the same actor who plays Mr. Echo in Lost. I, yes. Oh yeah. my gosh! I was, it was I was thinking of that the whole time. I was like, "Where do I know him Ooh, from?" Ray Stevenson. He was in RRR. Remember that that Indian movie I was talking about? Yeah. He was and he's Gar Saxon. He was also the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Oh yeah, well who cares? He's also going to be in the Ahsoka show coming up. Gar yes. Saxon. He's got As a career. He's got Balin a career. Balin Skull. What a what a weird name with dude. the <laughs> debut of the Orange Saber. Is that, is that what that is? Not crazy. I. I can't get into this. <laughs> I have so many theories about that guy. Um, but yeah, Ray Stevenson as Volstag, who has like one line, I think. It's like, if you betray him, I'll kill you. Which is a great <laughs> oh, response by Loki. I'll you know, kill you. You know, the, um, uh, I, I had some whiplash in this movie. So right when they break Loki no, out of prison. that's Iron Man 2. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whiplash is in Iron Man 2. Uh, cinematography whiplash we'll say that oh, where right after they break loki out of prison and they start walking down the hallway all of a sudden it hard cuts to the planning room where thor is sitting down with the other dudes around the table and i'm like what and then zachary levi's character says something along the lines of you can't do that that's treason it's treason then. it's treason then yeah and then we don't see that scene again for another five minutes i thought that was the whole thing but it seemed their original plan was to jump back and forth through that while they're breaking Loki out. Because then, after that five minutes, they come back to it a bunch of times. But that's what they did, didn't they? No, no, no. They waited a long time. There's a two-second clip right when they break them out where it's they all sit down. They're like, it's not going to work. Oh, I get you. Okay. And then they come back to it. 10 minutes, five minutes later, whatever. That's way too long for a cut like that. Okay. All right. That took so long. I, I I had no idea what was going on. I was like, okay, is Thor in this room now or is he still with Loki? What's, what's going on here? Okay. All right. That's fair. That That is fair. I didn't think of that while it happened. Watch that scene again. Okay. It, it's insane. Yeah. Watch that scene again. Watch the movie again, Ben. D- do it. Do, oh. Throw the snooze world? (laughs) So where does this fall on like uh, runtime? Do you have a runtime? This is our, to date, like as of right in this part of the timeline, uh, it is tied with the Incredible Hulk for the shortest MCU movie at an hour and 52 minutes. Hmm. I don't know if I want, I think this movie is, it's a good, as long as it needs to be. Yeah. You know, I don't want to watch any more of this movie. It either has to be a little shorter or much, much longer with a lot more weight. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if Deadpool is not in, is Deadpool canon? I don't know. Uh, that yes. would be yes. that would be the shortest movie then. Deadpool's at an hour fifty eight. Shortest for shortest MCU movie. Uh, Dark Phoenix, funny enough, uh, our other movie with dark in the title is an hour fifty three. Mm. <laughs> now that I'm looking at our the list shortest here. movie of all of the them. next one would be Doctor Strange at an hour fifty five and Thor at an hour fifty five. That's a good runtime. Like it that's is. just a good way to sit down. There's enough meat on the bone. Yeah, yeah. By the time I felt like I was ready to be done with the movie, there was 20 minutes left. Yeah, right. I, I, right. I will okay. say this. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. This movie never made me bored. Mm-mm. I like. I was never bored watching this movie. And that's, that's just that's 
purely subjective. Like, but I, when I was watching the movie, I was never like, oh boy, let's get this over with. Yeah. You know, I wasn't bored. I was just kind of like, well, they, you could right. say it moves when's, too fast. When's the exciting stuff going to happen? When, when are yeah. we going to like, but, when are we going to get into the, the meat? Like, <laughs> we've seen so <laughs> many movies now on this rewatch to where it's like, this movie, it doesn't even like this is good compared to most. Oh, yeah, of what we've gotten on this rewatch, at I least mean, in my opinion. Don't you miss, don't you miss the, the awful though? No, the awful. Oh, we've still the got Ghost Rider, the Electras. Come on, they they saved a couple for us. They said, you know, we haven't made a, a bad movie in a while, and then they made New Mutants. But about and, about oh, four years me. since we made a bad uh, fan four stick, fan four let's stick, four let's, stick. Make, let's make them one, dude. Dude. The worst rated movie. Uh, according to the internet, the, absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Even more than Electra, even more than everything else. I'm not gonna lie; those other movies I hadn't seen, so at least I was watching something new. Yeah. I've seen Fan Four Stick, guys. I haven't. I'm actually dreading watching that. I movie. learned something about Fan Four Stick about the, its clobbering time lore. Insane really? to me. Can we watch well, that movie together? Yes. It, it, we, it's haven't we watched every fan, Fantastic Four movie together, or did we just watch the first one together? Did we watch Silver Surfer together? I don't. I, no, we did not watch Silver Surfer. Okay. I remember I watched that in school. Okay, in class. Well, <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're talking anyway, about this one this yeah. week. And <laughs> sorry, I had to like reassure myself yeah. that I was going to be able to make it through. Fan How's the Force score? Stick. How's the score? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. I do not want to be Great score for this movie. Like Thor has always had good music, except for actually in Love and Thunder, which is the reason why I just hate that movie. But um, you might know Brian Tyler from Super Mario Bros. movie. Super Mario Bros. A great score in that movie, oh, man, dude. Really fantastic. But he also did the music for Peaches, Iron Man Three Peaches, a couple Peaches, Peaches, weeks ago. Peaches, 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 Peaches. But whoa, Pe- wait a minute. What? Oh wait, no. Brian Taylor um, directed Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry, different guy, different guy. <laughs> different. But he different has a great Brian. score much for yeah, Asgard, and his I think his best track for this movie Angel is Into Frog. Eternity. The score really hits as she's going across, and she gets sent off into the afterlife. You know, to go to uh, where's the Viking afterlife? Valhalla. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Which for we know that. Uh, Heimdall's there too. So yes, mm-hmm. would be nice to see Frigga there. I forgot about the uh, the the Valhalla thing at the end of Love yeah. and Thunder. If, yeah, right. if that was can, the only cool thing to come out, I try. If they can somehow bring Idris Elba back and do more with him, I'd I'd be excited. So uh, maybe a future Thor movie would be that swashbuckling, separated from Earth adventure. We can only dream. He has a kid now, though, so they had they have to work around a child. Let's just have a Heimdall movie. <laughs> Heimdall, yes. No, we really need out his son, Heimdall's kid. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. We're going through the powers of Thor. Let's save Love and Thunder for Love and Thunder. Exactly, but that's another thing. It brings up a great point. I think Love and Thunder makes this movie better, just because of how bad this by comparison. Movie. Because I just Thor is so great in this movie. I think just because of how serious he is and how like serious he takes everything. I like, uh, terrifying he is yeah you have like a very david and goliath-esque moment with uh the cord creature yeah, at the, yeah in the opening of the movie he's just like how about his entrance man yeah, yeah. very the cool first, it was the you see the the hammer go was that the first time we see it do that thing where he throws it and then him? it comes back no like uh i think we <laughs> every movie yeah. ever with no, thor no, no, no. i thought there was oh, something okay. well, special clarify, with this one clarify what you mean by this. i thought there was something special like with the this one like with a, how the first time it, 
I don't know. It definitely stood out. I yeah, don't it know stood if it's out. the it first good. time it flew. Well, I like how like it that. goes back to him and it like the Bifrost like fades away and it just catches it right there. Yeah, that was very good. epic, dude. Very epic entrance. And then as he obviously he kills that Korg creature. Um Korg is small. Is Korg he is not? small. Yeah. Are they usually that big? Korg is much smaller. Like way smaller than Korg that is thing. I think a huge. runch of the litter. Oh yeah. Probably. Well, you know, one Mjolnir thing. I, I was thinking about the first movie. Uh, one Mjolnir thing I did like about this movie was when he hangs it up. Yeah, that was improvised. I'm pretty sure. I really liked the Mjolnir stuff when he's going between the realms. How whenever he goes into a new realm, Mjolnir changes directions and starts flying out of the atmosphere, and then it catches on fire going through the. That was pretty cool. I like that part. Yeah, him putting there it are on some the, cool elements in this movie. Him putting it on the hook, like I'm excited for uh, the the one of the best sequences in uh, that Age, Age of Ultron. Yeah, but the elevator still the elevator's goes. Up. Not worthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for Age of Ultron. It's gonna man. be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So, do we have anything else we want to mention before we go to favorite characters, favorite scenes, and then obviously Ooh, we give our Stellan score. Skarsgård was not so stellar. Well, he was nude for half the yeah, film, so... <laughs> he, he was kind of off his game. Like, like I said, the cast is great. What they do with him... Odin, I think, wasn't that great in this movie. I think that he was off his game, too. His his delivery he felt was, a bit monotone. almost racist. He's like, she's human. Oh, you can tell. Uh, what, one thing I noted was, yeah, Odin... just He just wants Thor to be with Lady Sif. That's all he wants. He's even, like, nudging him, like... Come on, though. You would be better served by what's before you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just straight He's off. Like, head. please. Well, even in the, I don't know if you guys thought this, but me, like, the movie starts also with the Marvel Studios intro. That's not right. fully with the, the title crawl that we know not now. Our, not the fanfare either. Different theme. But different theme. Yep. But this is the, the silver sheen on the title Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios. Yeah. But when he starts monologuing at the beginning, it's very monologuing. Quick. He starts monologuing. <laughs> it's very quick. And it's just, all right, we're into this now. The Dark Elves, they do this and they do this. And he's just setting it up everything. And it's like, okay, all right, we're quick into it. It's it's not as natural as the first one, I think. And, you know, I feel I feel that. But I agree. Odin is not on his game, on on his top notches, I guess. No. In this one. But I guess with that, gentlemen, we're going to go to favorite characters. There's a lot of them in this movie, and I'll shoot this to Micah first. What is your favorite character in Thor, the Dark World? Favorite character in this movie? I'm going to go with... I'll go with Loki. I'll go with Loki. I think that he was the only character in this movie no, that... No, that you shouldn't go with him. That's oh, okay. a terrible pick. I, I won't go with Loki. I'll Great go with pick. Frigga. <laughs> you could, honestly. No, she's got some I, good moments. I think she's ended too quick. I think that she doesn't get enough screen time that's fair. in this movie, and that's what hurts her character the most. Uh, for Loki, I think he also could have had more screen time. He was—he felt like every scene that was so emotionally impacting in this movie was from him. Like he, mm. uh, I, I loved his reaction to Frigga's death. He holds it in, and then he he like throws the the stuff around. Yeah, in one. Uh, you can't see his face, but you you can tell by his body language that he's upset about this and he doesn't let people know how he feels normally he is and then he he masks himself with the illusion later on and then he he um has his hair non-gelled for the first time we see in in the i think the only time we see his hair naturally out right yeah 
And um, he says, oh, now you see me for who I am or now whatever. Now you see me, brother. Now you yeah. see me, brother. Yeah. That well, part was good. He also has some really snarky lines in this movie. Like, yeah. everyone's telling him, if you betray him, I'll kill you. And he's, he's the like, only one I laughed at this movie. That will be a line. When this movie is uh, mainly focused as an action comedy, it forgets the comedy quite a bit. And the comedy that it does have does not always hit. The Captain America cameo was the best oh, part good. of this movie. <laughs> yes. Think, comedy think wise. All the great stuff that is worked into this movie happens with uh, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Loki. There's so, no like, you, you, have to wonder, huge crush on him. you have to wonder what, what the heck was this movie before they threw him in the mix? It's probably bad. Yeah, probably. Great pick for Loki. Ethan. Let's go. I'm going to go with uh, Richard Madison. Uh, we didn't even talk I'm, about I'm him playing, yet. I'm playing. I'm not picking him. He, the, the guy Jane goes, the guy on, a Jane, Jane goes oh. on a date with. <laughs> the intern? <laughs> not the intern, no. Oh, the, oh, other, the other guy. The, the other, guy. other guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the fact fair. that she kept uh, sleeping with other dudes. <laughs> oh, so many. <laughs> Dude, he was great. Took a long time on this menu. I noticed there was only three things on here. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a lot of like, char- like even Thor, I'd say, doesn't have too much. And there's not a standout scene for Thor. I think the biggest, my favorite scene, oh, we're going to do favorite scenes next, but I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna go with Loki too. I don't think there's a lot on the board for the this sequel. This movie. Mm. I'm just gonna take yeah, Loki two. Let's get a, Lo- a Loki season two. There we go. Uh, I'd take Loki. I really like him. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, perfect casting. Great. Just it is so fun to watch, and I love it that all these years later, he's still fun to watch playing this character. So he brings a lot Never to the role. A bad the, outing. Yeah, the charisma and. I think Thor Love and Thunder would have definitely benefited from having him in the mix in some way. So I just, I just like him. He, he brings a lot to the role and he's, he's just so witty, so fun, yeah. so mischievous. It's good. I like him. I'll take Thor then. Okay. Cause I, I do, I do think there is he has some good spots. His last ending scene, and especially the action with his hammer and everything, like the way he faces down Malekith at the end is really good. And I liked his last scene with Odin very good. It's not my favorite scene, but it's just his With conversation. Loki. That that it's not Odin. That well, true. It right. is. It is, and that kind of undercuts it. But his conversation that he has with his father or Loki, you could have, say, one son who wanted the throne too much, one who didn't want it at all, and he's, I would rather be a good man than a great king. Like that's that's such an honorable thing, man. Like I really like that scene, and I think that Thor throughout this movie is just on a quest of just kind of. Where is my place? What am I going to do now that, you know, I'm basically just bringing peace to the nine realms. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of goes on this journey. It's not very well thought out, but I really, I just like seeing Chris Hemsworth play this character and take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And he does that in this movie. And that's, that's why it's my favorite character. If we didn't have the super creative ways that they use Mjolnir in the Avengers movie, I think this would have been my favorite instance of Thor. Because of the hammer action that we see in this movie. I loved the hammer stuff, but it's just nothing compared to the Avengers. Yeah. How he uses it with Iron Man and with Cap. It's just unparalleled. Agreed. What they did with that Hulk movie. They can't top to pick that. it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't have any of those cool Mjolnir moments like that. And uh, one thing I did want to mention real quick is um, the money that this movie made. Because uh, with it being a failure, as people say you know, being so bad. It's amazing that this made 
just it was just about the same success as the Winter Soldier. Winter wow. Soldier did not make that much money. Which it didn't is, make that much money. Yeah, yeah. So the budget for this movie was fifteen, hundred fifty million, right? One hundred fifty million, and it made six hundred forty million. So it definitely made his money. Barely back. made and any money. And Winter Soldier yeah, was one hundred seventy million, and then made seven hundred million. So about so the, the same. ratio. The Dark World was more of a success than Winter Soldier, which is weird because we'll, right. we consider Winter Soldier as higher. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> In our rewatch. Yeah. I'm going to say definitively right now that Winter Soldier is definitely better than Dark World. But yeah, Dark World made more. Wait, wait, wait let, me, let me organize for, for money just in general. Uh, it made more than Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, Logan, Deadpool 2, which surprised me. Iron Man. Like, it made all this money. It's an MCU movie, man. It's an MCU movie. Right after the Avengers, yeah, people yeah. are going to see this. This people is are a November release. This. This, is, this was, yeah. So as far as weak villains go, how, how do we feel about this? Weak. This is pretty, pretty not good. Mm-hmm. Like as is far, there, MCU wise, is, is this our weakest villain? Villain this one in the MCU. Weak. Uh, there's nothing really memorable about this character. It, at least like we got Tim Roth in The Incredible Hulk. We think great. we think he's pretty good. It, I think he is, right? He, so far, I mean, MCU wise, right now. But I mean, the greater marathon. I don't even remember who the villain was in Howard the Duck or Electra. Electra, Daredevil was whatever. Kingpin. That's I, cool. I Kingpin. know Kingpin and Bullseye, but they're, they're whatever. <laughs> Whatever. They're so bad. I don't want to think about those movies. (laughs) This may be the dark world, but those were the dark times. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) That was when Marvel was literally bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell. Um, Favorite scene. Micah. The infiltration on Asgard was my favorite scene. Cool. Great one. When when the ships are flying in, Heimdall takes out that one, and then all 50 billion of them start flying out. That is the one scene that I remember from watching it originally way back when well, I don't know when I watched it originally but um I remember laying in bed thinking wow those ships had such cool maneuvers <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a Star Wars space battle I know. <laughs> oh that movie that's was great that shot of Heimdall as he takes it down and then he looks back up he's like oh, at crap. the freaking ship like six more. oh that great was another shot. thing I wanted great to talk shot. about this was one of the movies that inspired uh, my my like childhood uh, playtimes with with the neighborhood Ooh. kids out in the out in the this movie the woods. was yeah really so you know you'd hang out and then there'd be this one kid who didn't want to do anything that's me and I would pretend <laughs> I would have the lazy writing right I would say I'm a good guy but I turn evil. And the the ether, I don't know what the ether was called at the time. I called it the red dust. The red dust, I, I go to this thing and then all of a sudden the red dust goes all over me. And now I'm an evil guy, but you don't know it yet. And when you touch me, I explode. That that was me when I was little. That was my character that I played. When I was, when I was well, LARPing out ca- in the wilderness. Ca- canonically, <laughs> in real life. Canonically, in real life. You were about 12 me. at the time? I was like... You're what was it? 2013. In the canon of Micah. 2013. I was I was 11. You were a little too old to. Uh... I was fifth grade, bro. Oh, dude, no way. I okay. was doing that. I All was right. doing that fifth All right. grade. Oh fair. yeah. All right. Fifth grade. Hi, so how did this movie inspire playtime? I missed it. The the story that uh, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. Oh. Getting like the the evil whatever the ether the ether yeah. 
Yeah. So you would pretend to get ether. I would pretend to get ether, and then also other times we would <laughs> we would jump around and we'd have our knives and we'd break the ships <laughs> like Heimdall. Very epic. Yeah. Awesome. Those were sick this moments for me as a kid. Quintessential movie for yeah. you. Yeah. This this was a Formative. fun movie when I was a kid. Wow. <laughs> nostalgia. Very good. In. That's my nostalgia for Ethan, this movie. Do you do you have moments like that as as a kid as it relates to Thor the Dark Not- World? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, definitely with <laughs> other movies, not as it relates to Thor the Dark World. Definitely not. Um, this movie is fine. My favorite, favorite scene. scene. Yeah. yeah, favorite scene. I like the scene when they go to the Dark World and Malik Loki's like, I hate my brother. He cuts uh, Thor's hand mm. off. And you think for half a second, even on this rewatch, I'm thinking, what? His arm. But then I remember, I was like, like oh. this is just like Empire. <laughs> In fact, Kevin Feige has stated that this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Thor trilogy, Sega, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Definitely not as good <laughs> as Empire. But I like that. I like like my one of my favorite movie series is uh, Mission Impossible. And what Mission Impossible is famous for is the mask. Like you pull the mask off and a situation is completely different from what you thought it was. I like I like that. You think Loki's evil. He's working with. Malekith, but then oh no 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 he's actually working with Thor and Thor's hand reappears I like that I think it's really cool and I think they can do a lot more stuff like that with Loki like a like a Loki Doctor Strange movie oh, I think that would be really cool I something totally like that agree. like where it's so trippy you don't know what's going on everything you're watching could be revealed to be fake I think that would be really fun but yeah I like that scene that's my favorite scene we could get that in the future there are two main players in the MCU right now. In the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite scene also happens with Thor and Loki in the dark world, and that's on their skiff. Like, just far and above my favorite scene in this movie as they sit there and talk about Frigga's death. You had her tricks, but I had her trust. Trust. Was that her last expression? Trust? Will you let her die? What help were you and yourself? Who put me there? Who put me there? You know damn well. You know damn well. She wouldn't want us to fight. Well, she wouldn't exactly be shocked. And it ends really nicely with Thor saying, I wish I could trust you, brother. And Loki kind of just looks at him real quiet, no music playing, and he's like, trust my rage and it just stops real nice like that their whole conversation the emotion is there their relationship up to that point is there i love everything to do with that scene and the dialogue is very good that's my favorite scene but now gentlemen we come to my favorite time in the review as we talk about it and it's the scoring where will thor the dark world land because it's critically maligned but this is only the seventh or eighth maybe mcu movie on the list in uh, the 31 films now that we have reviewed so where's it gonna fall micah i'm going to shoot it to you first what is your score for thor the dark world oh boy thor the dark world such a controversial movie uh it has so many essential points of the MCU. I'd say that this isn't a movie you you should skip. This isn't a movie you should skip, but should you watch this again? <laughs> no. It's not a movie you should skip, but should you watch it no. ever? Uh, I think that the... Uh, <laughs> we didn't talk about it, but the Cat Denning portions of this movie are probably my least favorite 
Um, the the Natalie Portman parts could have been way better. Um, the intern stuff is just uh, garbage. Uh, Love to interns though. Shout out to yeah, interns everywhere. All right. Anti-stellar Skarsgård, not very good. But everything around that, everything that wasn't that, pretty okay. And with that, I got to give this a 6.6 out of 10. 6.6? Okay. 6.63 point repeated out of 10. All right. Yeah, it's definitely that point. Yeah. Agree. Okay. All right. I'd say say it's it's essential viewing, but should you watch it twice? No. Is that your weakest MCU film to date? No, he gave uh, Incredible Iron Man Hulk. Two was six point six. You gave Incredible Hulk a five. Hulk was a five. Yep. Yeah, Hulk was five. okay. All right. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I I'd say this is around the same level as Iron Man Two to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He just a little bit better than Howard the Duck. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> I cannot. We gotta rewatch Howard the Duck. When we're done with all this, we could go back to the beginning just for one movie. Our controversial the takes. Howard. Yeah. We'll, hottest we'll takes. revisit all the hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Puncher like Warzone. That. I like that. Not our the first Not puncher. Uh, my score. Let's do this. I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is often considered a low low point in the MCU. And I think that is very much agreeable where we're sitting right now. It's easy to say, no, 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 no. That's a good movie. It's underrated. Is it, though? I think it's properly rated amongst critics and fans. I think it is right where it needs to be. Like Micah said, I, I'm going to steal your direct quote for how you review the movie. It's, 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 it's pretty okay. I think that that is a good way to put it. It's pretty okay. Nothing really stands out, but nothing really like makes me go, wow, that was absolutely dog trash that was horrible no nothing makes me do that so i think i'm gonna my lowest rated movie in the mcu is incredible hulk at a six so i think i want to not decide right now which one's better i also want to put this at a six just six tied in runtime tied in scores yes all righty then so six and a 6.6 i think i'm gonna go a little bit higher than both of you Mm. guys because as I said, this really gets better after you have seen, experienced, and then raged at Thor Love and Thunder. How serious he takes the character, again, is so great. And it makes this movie better. Villains, horrible. The humor doesn't work at times. And there are some moments in the story that don't work. But is it the worst movie we've seen on this watch through? Definitely not. It's there. There's a lot worse movies on this list. And I think with these two guys, I'm not even mad at you. Like, not at all. Like this. Absolutely. I don't fault you guys for saying this. I think it's a little bit better than that, though. And I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Wow. So, okay. okay. I, I really do. But These Thor movies on this rewatch have been a welcome surprise at how much I've liked them this time around. Yeah, but no, no one cares about our individual scores. I don't even care about them. What matters is where it falls when we average our scores and throw it into the ranking. So, my God, right. what, what do you got for us? So, with... Me at a 6.6, Ethan at a 6, and Ben at a 7. That averages out to a 6.53. Okay. Putting us at 17th place. That's right. Top 20. Top 20. Just above Fantastic Four at a 6.5, and just below X-Men The Last Stand at a 6.63. Under Last Stand, wow. So this is a 6.5. 
This is a 6.53. 6.53. Fantastic Four is a 6.5. Okay, okay. Under the last stand. Under the last okay. stand, that's right. Yeah. That's... Didn't quite hit our top 15. Didn't quite hit our top... No way, close to our top 10. No. Uh, but in our top 20. So... So and when we started this out and we said, this movie you 31. Know, is it as bad as people say? You maybe. Know, it's pretty It's pretty much maybe. right where people <laughs> right, say it right, is. Right, 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 right. said it's, to it's be. better than Incredible Hulk, though. And that's this isn't a, uh, an Iron gem. Man 3 or a uh, X-Men First Class where we no. <laughs> realize, oh, crap. It's funny. I made the, the YouTube short the other day for X-Men First Class, and I had to say in the short that fans liked it. Well, knowing dang well that us three did not like it. So <laughs> utter garbage. Oh, so you bad. know what's not utter garbage though, gentlemen? Next week yes, on our list, yes, next sir. week, Captain oh, America, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier yeah, man, baby. I am so excited. Winter Finally. Soldier. Yeah, dude. Who's the, the Winter, Winter Soldier, man? Oh man, dude! I saw the trailer before the Dark World. Winter Soldier. It was on my Blu-ray. I, yeah. saw, I saw the trailer and I was like. Who's this dude that looks like Bucky, Bucky Barnes? <laughs> oh, it's Bucky. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. If you, if you Spoilers. want a quick little Google search, who is Winter Soldier? It's Bucky, but he's got his arm. That's funny. I or we'll talk about it next week. We'll yeah, talk about it. That's next right. Week. That's right. Yeah. But do you have a do you have a synopsis for us for next week? The Winter Soldier. Oh, just gonna cuff there, it. I'm gonna cuff it. <laughs> this is a I'm gonna do this with all the synopsis. There's now. language. There. There. It is a movie. It, sure it follows Captain movie. America. It's a sequel. Stars him, uh, Steve Rogers, uh, uh, Natasha Romanoff, Nick Fury, maybe Bucky Barnes. Who knows? What do you maybe mean, Bucky maybe, Barnes. Maybe that'll be. I don't know. Is he Falcon? Alive? We don't know. Falcon. We get debut. Anthony Mackie's introduction. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie, and basically, it's a espionage. Uh, Hydra is mm. afoot. They're embedded in something. Uh, hint, hint, it's what Captain America holds. A shield. <laughs> now, before you go any further, I would like to get off. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. Well, we're definitely going to be... Oh, that was the end of 2013, and our average score for 2013 was a 7.28. Where does that our, put our that year? third best year. Third best year? Wow. Third best year, yeah. I predict this year will be our best year. 2014. We're entering 2014 now. What does 2014 look like real quick? We've got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. Peak. Peak. The Avengers. Not the Avengers. uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Peak. Peak. Mm. I I haven't seen that one. That's a new one for me. X-Men Days of Future Past. Peak. Days of Future. Peak. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. Big Hero 6. Come on. Our first animated movie. All four of those movies. Five. Uh, all five of those movies I'm into. Yeah. I'm excited to watch them. Then the next year. Oh, that's a good one. Ultron, Fan 4 Stick. <laughs> what is that? What was the third 20, one? Uh, Ant-Man. Oh, okay. That's a movie okay. I haven't seen. You haven't seen it? Yeah. No, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there, ladies we and gentlemen. We definitely have some peak coming up, guys. And I, I'm excited to uh, see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, so next week. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yes. Strap in your shields. We thank you for sticking around for this long. Get on your motorcycles. We appreciate it. That's right. And uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenzloff. This is Mike Ahead. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Bye.